Welcome, uh, everybody, to Kids A to Z with Dr. T. I'm your host, Teresa Signorelli, and we are bringing you information about the five areas of child development. And by that, we mean physical, intellectual, social, emotional, emotional, and moral, so parents can empower their children to thrive. And today, we have an all-star playroom segment, and we're going to be talking about how parents can help their children thrive by fostering really great school readiness skills really early in childhood. And by school readiness, we mean that we're making sure that children have the skills that they need and the knowledge that they need for really good success before they get, in school before they get there. So we want them to have a great start once they get into that school system that will help them not just thrive across their school career, but really across their life, their whole lifespan. So today I've asked Emily Roden, who is the co-founder of an organization called Ready Rosie, and they provide parent-friendly resources that help parents and caregivers really help prepare children for school. And um, she's our guest, as I said. So, Emily, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Teresa. Thank you for having me uh, on the show. All righty. So why don't you start off by talking to us a little bit about who you are and how Ready Rosie came about. Um, well, thanks. I am, uh, First of all, my background is in education. I was a teacher, elementary um, teacher. And um, then after um, uh, taking a teaching sabbatical, ended up with um, a educational um, publishing company where I had the opportunity to work with a variety of school districts, school administrators, teachers, um, um, all in, in uh, the educational world. And um, I had a, an opportunity to just hear, even from superintendents, some of the most important pressing needs um, within school districts. And I, I consistently heard two things kind of rising to the top that, that came from my own experience um, uh, in the classroom, but also from their commentary, is that if we could level the, the playing ground upon school entry, if, if, if we all got them at, at, at somewhat uh, the same similar background knowledge, similar um, um, skill levels, that the schools would have this um, unbelievable advantage in taking the ball from there, if you will, um, in education. or And really um, uh, it would eliminate so much of the cost and struggle they go through with intervention and things like that. So that was my professional experience and some of the things that I heard um, professionally. Uh, also with that professional um, uh, experience, I heard a lot of um, talk about modeling and video modeling, especially in the classroom, how to empower teachers by showing them um, uh, magical teaching and that you just can't pick up from a lesson plan. You have to just see it happen. So those are kind of two trends that I kept hearing about professionally. Personally, in 2008, I became a mom, and um, I, uh, and then in 2011, became um, a mom again uh, with my second child, and really um, uh, found myself overwhelmed by this um, process, even though I had been a teacher, with the process of educating my own children and knowing that I was their first teacher and knowing um, the importance of school readiness, um, I just uh, really, really uh, uh, wanted to make an impact on my own children and then uh, became overwhelmed with the lack of resources. 
And so I just consistently felt that if here I am, an education background um, and an educated person myself, and I'm struggling with resources, how much more so um, uh, families that don't have an education background or families that are working multiple jobs or um, have a lot of other um, uh, hits against them. Uh, and so I knew that there was a, a real need. And so that's kind of um, those two things, both professional and personal um, experiences kind of um, um, combining, um, that was the impetus for the concept of Ready Rosie. Yeah, and I, I have to say I'm a speech-language pathologist. Um, I teach in university now, but was in the trenches with that early intervention, zero to three, and preschoolers up to five, and that school readiness was always an issue and concern. And I like how you really got to marry your two expertises, <laughs> that as an educator and a parent, and really seeing that need and were able to fill it. Um, I, I think that's great. And yeah, there's the families that don't have the backgrounds we have in child development. There's also families who come from other cultures who are immigrants to the United States um, and different socioeconomic brackets of families also have different cultures within the American, the, the greater American culture. And what I like about Ready Rosie and readiness skills in general, like you said, being able to lay a, level that playing field because there is a culture of the classroom and depending on what your home background is you're prepared for that setting or not and the more prepared you are and you know what to expect the better off you'll do so that's what i really think is is brilliant about ready rosie so let's talk well, a little you. bit about <laughs> you're welcome let's talk a little bit about maybe some misconceptions there might be about school readiness i'm sorry school readiness or maybe some information that you wish more parents knew. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, as we have, have talked to a lot of parents, both in the the, um, the building and making of Ready Rosie, and then also the implementation now that we um, have Ready Rosie in the hands of lots of parents, I find that there's two extremes of parent, parental misconceptions when it comes to um, um, educating our child. And the first is a sad um, misconception and that really believes that um, uh, learning takes place in the classroom. And, you know, I, I actually casually was visiting with a mom um, not too long ago at a bookstore who um, uh, was speaking about her four-year-old child and said, you know, he, um, he doesn't know his alphabet yet, but I have no doubt that when he gets into kindergarten he'll he'll learn that. And, um, you know, that kind of misconception of of, of learning is now someone else's job is an unfortunate misconception because um, uh, we know that that some of the, in fact, research even shows that, especially when it comes to oral language development, that um, the context of real life is actually the best place for early learning to take place and for the, that oral language to be to be developed and um, and, and nurtured. And so um, that's kind of one extreme, I think, of a misconception. And then the other is exactly the opposite extreme, and that is that, um, when parents are such an advocate for um, their their children's education that they think that they need to buy the flashcards and have them in 20 different classes and all the apps and the um, 
the the rote memorization of 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 skills and the you know um, almost uh, worksheets and you know almost a um, an inundation with quote, things that are quote unquote educational um, a lot of times um, uh, are are almost are just as misguided in the sense that um, it's not about uh, as you well know Teresa that. And I've learned so much um, as a parent and, and through the process of Ready Rosie that it's not about flashcards, um, but that it really is about that, that human interaction, conversations, problem solving in the context of real life, and really um, uh, learning as you go. And um, so I'd say those are kind of the extreme um, misconceptions. And most parents probably fall toward one of those extremes. And that's what we're really trying to do with Ready Rosie is, um, is, is really show what real life, real practical, and really meaningful um, uh, school readiness um, interactions should look like. Yeah, and I, I those are things I've experienced as well, those two extremes. And I especially like the second one you talked about of parents who might be a little too gung-ho. You don't want to over-teach your kids. or te- You know, more teaching isn't necessarily a good thing. Having that downtime to explore, you had mentioned problem solving and critical thinking, exposing them to different materials and experiences, but letting them have that downtime so they can figure things out on their own is actually an extremely important part of the learning and growing process. So, right, we do want to teach our kids to some extent and expose them and guide them, but we also don't want to over-teach them. So I'm glad you made that point. <laughs> I'm glad you made that point. So Thank let's, you, yes. let's give... Yeah, no, it's an important one. It's an important one. And the rote memorization, um, those hyper-academic, hyper-academic concepts like numbers and letters and naming shapes, that's important, and they're going to get that. But anything, especially from a communication standpoint, learning language, it needs to be functional. It has to be useful and serve a purpose. So just to number numbers it doesn't really do much. You wanna, maybe you want to count out how many cookies you're going to have. Um, or something like that, but just the rote memorization. Um, and there's a lot of early uh, childhood toys that have numbers and letters that an infant is playing with, and that's it's really not very functional for them. So I think parents might think that that is what they're, they should be focusing on, but it's, it's real. I'd rather see a picture of an apple, a ball, and a car instead of the letter A, B, and C. Um, but... I don't want to go too long on that topic. I want to talk a little bit more about Ready Rosie. And so maybe you can give us a synopsis of, of what Ready Rosie is and maybe walk us through how it works. Absolutely. Well, Ready Rosie, um, I, I get to do this a lot because this is what I what I do almost every day is kind of um, give, give um, uh, school districts and um, communities uh, an overview, a snapshot of what Ready Rosie is. So um, I've kind of boiled it down to what we consider to be the four Ds of, of, of um, parent engagement when it comes to school readiness. And the first I, uh, D, letter D word, that I use to um, explain what Ready Rosie is, is that um, when we look at reaching parents today um, who are different than our parents, um, and really thinking of rethinking what is parent engagement and how do we engage parents and equip parents and inspire parents to be their child's first teacher and to be a real advocate for their children's education. 
um, we knew that um, it had to have some certain um, components. And the first is starts with a D. It's um, demonstrated. So what we do with Ready Rosie is we um, have this huge, vast library of two-minute videos. And so basically we send tips to parents, but instead of those tips being written out um, like in a newsletter or or, um, uh, even just a text message, those tips are actually modeled. So you can see a real family actually doing the activity or having the conversation. So you can see a real kid and how they respond, and, and, um, and, and there's no guesswork. You don't have to interpret exactly what did this mean. You get to really see it come to life. So it's kind of a tip, um, black and white tip brought into full color um, um, on a video. So um, especially with some of the at-risk families that, that use Ready Rosie, um, who come from different um, socioeconomic, educational, and cultural backgrounds, having that model um, and that demonstration really goes, uh, it, it paints 10,000 words for them, um, especially um, if this was, these were not the kind of interactions that their parents had with them when they were younger. Um, so for some families and parents, this is the first time that they're seeing these kinds of um, positive promotional conversation and um, uh, skill uh, developing kind of interactions and conversations. So demonstrated is probably one of the most unique features about Ready Rosie. In fact, I don't know of any other parent engagement resource out there that is trying to demonstrate every um, piece of information that they give to families. In fact, to use Ready Rosie, a family doesn't even, a, a parent doesn't even have to be literate themselves. Um, or literate in the English language themselves to really benefit from um, um, from Ready Rosie because they get to just watch it. Um, so demonstrated is the first D. The second D is delivered. And that's a really important um, uh, aspect of Ready Rosie too. We call it a daily ding. Um, every single day families receive um, um, uh, actually three little video clips um, a model of a video of an activity in English, a modeled activity in Spanish, and then a quick little expert tip that explains uh, what that, uh, what, what's the research behind that. And so they get those um, uh, right there on their mobile device um, through an email account um, or um, through whatever um, uh, they they choose, and, and soon we'll have it as an delivery means that they don't have to remember. They don't have to go to a website to try and find it. They don't have to remember the name of the website. It just dings them every day. And between laundry and daycare pickup and grocery store and making dinner, um, we all need that prompt. We all need that reminder to take a few minutes and have some interaction with our child that's meaningful and um, and and is proven to have an impact on the child. So it's de- it's demonstrated, but it's also delivered right to their mobile device every day. Um, the third D is data, and you've and you've um, automatized it too, which is nice. I'm going to jump in there for a second. You've automatized it so they don't have to think about it. It it comes. Um, they don't. It comes right to them, and then they can access it. Sure, Teresa, that's a great point. It, it, it's that's exactly right. Plus, if you really think about um, how uh, we today use the internet, um, we use the internet in a in a much different way. We don't as often go out looking 
for great articles or looking for information, a lot of times that comes to us through our Twitter feed, our um, social media, through email, people sending us links to great articles and things like that. And, and parents are no different. Um, we get coupons. Everything of importance <laughs> comes to us now. And so we want um, parent engagement and tips for their child to be to be the same way to land um, to come to them. So demonstrated, delivered, um, but also, and this is very important um, uh, with the agencies we work with, is that we um, uh, know a lot of schools and um, communities make a lot of decisions on data, and so that's the third D. Is that um, with traditional parent classes or parent resources or newsletters and tips that you send home, they kind of, you kind of send those home and cross your fingers that parents are reading them and parents are looking at them and they're, you know, um, um, making notes and doing those activities with their children. But because Ready Rosie is, is uh, tech-based, we actually have some data on usage. So it kind of eliminates the send it out and say a prayer <laughs> mentality of, equipping parents, but it's more like send it out and you get some hard data to see, is this making an impact in our community? Are our families using it? Will we then see the results of kids coming to school more prepared and being able to really um, compare um, usage with um, with actual data on, on school results? So um, the demonstrated, delivered, data, and then the final D is my very favorite of all, and, and that's something we touched on it with an earlier question, but that's dignity. And it's something I'm very passionate about because a lot of the um, uh, current outreaches, especially toward um, uh, at-risk families, are uh, just that. They're only for low socioeconomic, low educational background families, and there can be a stigma to those kinds of resources. And so we're excited about Ready Rosie because it is literally being used um, everywhere from families of uh, that have no reading skills themselves as adults all the way to adults' parents who have PhDs. And that really gives um, a resource a sense of dignity in the sense that this is not just for um, at-risk parents, but this is for anyone who's a parent because we all need ideas. We all need a prompt. We all need reminders, and um, and that crosses cultural, socioeconomic, and educational um, lines, uh, 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 and so it kind of unites us all as families. And so those four Ds, demonstrated, delivered, data, and dignity are kind of our, our pillars um, of, of what Ready Rosie is. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, and that last one, too, I, I can understand why you'd be so passionate about it, bringing dignity to any and all families. Really, it's, um, it's an important part. And I think of social-emotional learning, which isn't really our topic today, but um, how people can identify their emotions and talk about them and manage them has an enormous impact on how well you're going to do in school and as a professional and as a, an adult, and so um, I like that you are already thinking about that. So let's talk a little bit more about the actual videos themselves. Who's who's in them? How are they accessed? And maybe if there's any other special features we might know about. Absolutely. Well, the videos um, are, um, like I mentioned, they are two minutes or less, 
And one of the reasons uh, why they are that length is, well, there's two reasons. First of all, busy parents usually don't have more time than, um, than one or two minutes to, um, to, to glance at a video uh, between all that they have going on. But also, and this might be a little bit more subliminal, but we want to communicate to families that what we're asking and what we're modeling is not get out the rug and the felt board and spend 30 minutes in isolated learning time but that actually when we talk about being your child's first teacher and getting them ready for school, we're just talking about a few minutes of purposeful time a day. And I think that that's a, um, an important aspect that is subliminally communicated by the length of these videos is that a very deep, meaningful concept can be communicated as you go in life, through life, not in, as an isolated teaching moment, but as you go through life in just a few minutes a day. And so that leads me to my second point is that our videos are filmed in a variety of locations, everywhere from the car, the grocery store, home, kitchen, um, uh, public transportation, uh, restaurants, you, if you name it, waiting rooms. If, if families find themselves there, we probably have video content that supports it. And, um, and once again, to show that uh, learning doesn't happen, have to happen in a certain place, but is most meaningful in the context of real life where, where families and children are. Um, we use real families, um, and that was actually a, 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 a discovery. We started thinking that we needed um, to find some actors, um, and that was a total flop. Uh, they wanted to memorize the answers, and, and it was uh, just had a feel of inauthenticity. And so we um, scrapped that and, and um, not only use real families, but many of our families um, qualify for pre-K services based on income or uh, language. And so we, we work with real, true families that have all the same struggles that, um, that, uh, that the, the, the viewer, the viewing families um, uh, have as well. So it's very real. Um, and then I think one of the most important features of the video is that we, we model the interaction, but we've also included in the midst of the, the interaction some pop-ups, both um, um, highlighting words that are used um, and also um, giving parents a little some, some clues or tips or context. So, um, and, and I think this is very important because um, one of the greatest predictors of uh, school readiness success, school success, is um, vocabulary. And a lot of times, as, as even educated parents, we tend to, um, for lack of a better word, kind of dumb down our language. Um, but what we model in the videos is actually using um, very um, rich language with young learners. So, Instead of just modeling that, we actually model it, and we have these little pop-ups um, that highlight great words. And at the end, we summarize that by saying, you've made some deposits in your child's um, kind of mental word bank. Um, this is not; These aren't words that they need to write down or words that they need to learn how to spell or anything like that. It's just saying that as you've had this conversation with your child, you've inputted some some really fabulous words, words like predict or measure or delicious or disappear, um, um, just those, those words that are slightly above um, our common language, like, you know, get your jacket or put your shoes on or that, that kind of common language that us parents, we always have to have as parents. 
um, as we're communicating with our child. So um, um, we highlight that so that it really pops out um, to all families um, as a reminder to use that rich language. Yeah, so um, as I'm wondering, um, as I'm listening to you comment on the vocabulary and such, what what's the ideal age range, would you say, for the Ready Rosie videos? We have video content from zero all the way to six-year-old children. So okay. most of our families, when they, when they um, uh, register and start using Ready Rosie, they can indicate the number um, of children they have and the ages of children um, uh, in their home. And so they can receive video content that specifically relates to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned talking or using vocabulary that's a little more sophisticated than in our everyday language and communication with our kids, things that maybe aren't as frequent. And with the support of the adult, that's really nice because we talk about helping children learn, and they do that in what we call the zone of proximal development. And that essentially is the space between what a child can do on their own and then that the that what they can do with the help of an adult. So having that support from the adult can help them learn those big fancy words, so to speak. So it's a good feature, I think, of the program that you all have. Um, Let's talk a little bit more about the videos in terms of their content. Um, They're intended to help prepare children for that school culture. So give us some examples of the subject areas that you might be talking about in those videos. And, And maybe some of the educational standards that you're following that are informing how you create your your videos? That's an excellent question, and it's something we're actually extremely proud of. Um, um, uh, We have an amazing team of content developers that are really looked at um, as a starting point, really looked at the key educational predictors of success, which are um, literacy and numeracy, or you know, early reading, early math, and so every single one of our Ready Rosie videos. At this point, we hope to expand um, in other areas, but at this point, our content developers really took first of all a concept in literacy or numeracy. So um, there, there is always an academic focus um, of the video content. Um, and then they to develop those, they looked at a lot. They looked at um, um, uh, the research and guidelines from uh, NAYC, the National Association of the Education of Young Children. They looked at the Common Core State Standards, and they looked at a variety of uh, early learning standards um, from different states like Texas and, and other states. And so they really had a, 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 a deep grasp of what what are are the the research based um, uh, skills and uh, or skill set that children um, uh, need to have for kindergarten success and and beyond, and wrote content develop to develop toward that. Now, what's exciting and, and what I think is really makes the video model more powerful than just a tip or, 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 you know, something that they would read is that a, there's a lot more to every video than just um, what's communicated in, in math and literacy. So we have families that report back that their discipline has improved with their child um, since using Ready, since watching the Ready Rosie videos every day. And uh, we know that that's because um, other kind of, you mentioned, Teresa, so, um, social-emotional skills 
are modeled, things like eye contact, getting on the same level as a child, um, um, the tone of voice, the way we encourage a positive answer, the way we redirect. Um, There's Mm -hmm. so many things that are modeled in these videos um, beyond just what we call the primary focus, which is that um, early numeracy or early literacy um, development. Yeah, yeah, they, it, they are so rich, and there there is so much more learning than you said is what outside of what the primary purpose of each video is. So that's that's really fantastic. Um, and you were talking about the educational standards and and how um, you find information to create your videos, and along with that, you also have some big partners on board. And maybe you can talk to us about who you're working with at Ready Rosie to help you with all of this. Yeah, we we do, and and we're very excited. You know, when when we started, we really um, um, saw this as a, a a something that we would work with school districts on um, exclusively, and 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 really saw this as a resource for school districts to provide for their parents um, uh, to help equip children for school. But we've that's actually um, really grown uh, in our as, as we've reached out and, and learned more about all the different entities who are uh, invested in and working with uh, young children and families. So we have um, uh, some emerging partnerships with um, um, parent education uh, nonprofits and organizations with um, other um, with national um, organizations who are um, I, I incorporate home visiting um, and some other really neat partnerships um, that that are that are emerging at this point in our um, in our stage. But probably, I would say one of our where, where we really our most exciting partners are our community partners. So we're working with, um, for example, the city of San Antonio, Texas, the city of Fort Worth, the city of um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and what's neat about that is that when we partner with a community like that, they take a lot of local ownership in equipping families with Ready Rosie. So through their libraries, through their um, um, schools, their public schools, their private schools, their child care centers, um, and it really becomes more of a local movement. And so that's that. Those are our ideal partnerships, and the the ones that we really see um, the most depth of impact is when we partner with a with a community in that way. Yeah, that's fantastic. That really is. Um, it's going to make I think a really big impact by being able to have community partners to help um, get the word out and um, get the videos in the hands of families. So, in in terms of that. What are the logistics of that? How how do you get – I know you have a subscription that's free for parents and um, a, a subscription that's, um, I think, fee-based for schools. How, how would you go about how – do parents, how do parents go about first? Let's talk there about accessing the program. Then we'll talk about school districts. Absolutely. Well, our mission was always um, that, that – any parent um, would have access to Ready Rosie for free. That's always um, been our mission is that, um, and, and believe me, we get um, requests all the time from individual families um, to, to go and purchase Ready Rosie. But it, at this point, um, uh, we do not work with individual 
subscriptions for individual families. Um, and so uh, just keeping them in, in, uh, consistent with our mission that, um, that we wanted this to be a free resource for parents. Now, of course, though, we do have to keep the lights on and, 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 and pay our bills and those kind of things. So the way we stay alive is that we contract with local schools uh, and local communities who um, then that's who we have a contract or a relationship with, and they provide it for free for their families. Okay. And so the, the, that's kind of the way the relationship works. Um, and, and there's a lot of advantages to that. We, the, the, the schools themselves, the communities, those are the ones who know families and, and know where families are and how to communicate Ready Rosie to families. And so it's, it's really a neat relationship that we work directly with, with communities and schools. And then those, in turn, um, get the word out and get families um, uh, registered for Ready Rosie via, like I said, libraries, daycares, um, child care centers, um, schools, etc. And so, however, um, families can benefit um, uh, to some degree from Ready Rosie um, uh, for free immediately right now um, and, and at least um, have uh, quite a few activities and videos right there in their back pocket that they can benefit from. Um, and that's just by going to um, readyrosie.com and they can um, click where it um, asks if they want to subscribe to a trial um, or watch videos just online, and, and they can do that. They can um, uh, get Ready Rosie every day um, uh, for a certain amount of time, and they can um, watch videos that we have for free on our website. So there are ways that families can benefit for free, even if we don't have a relationship or a contract with their community. So how do they do that then um, if their community, there's someone in their community who doesn't have a relationship with Ready Rosie, what can they do to make that happen? Oh, that's a great question. You know, parents are actually some of our best advocates to their communities to bring Ready Rosie to a community. So um, I would just say if they, um, if there's any entity um, in their uh, uh, community, especially an educational um, um, entity, they can let a superintendent or a principal um, in that community know about Ready Rosie, and um, we'll we'll take it from there. In fact, there's a letter on our website um, that they can download called um, a letter from parents, and I believe it's under the resources tab on our website that they can um, uh, actually download and and send to a superintendent or to a, um, a principal or even a teacher, anyone affiliated with a local school district or um, nonprofit agency that serves children and families, um, uh, they can um, advocate to bring Ready Rosie in a big way um, to their community. Okay, now that's good to know. And, again, I love the, autom- the, the automated feature, so to speak, of, of you have a, a letter, a template for them ready to go that they could use, which could be helpful too. So so that more school districts and organizations understand, um, I guess, the power and importance of something like Ready Rosie, let's talk a little bit more about the thought behind Ready Rosie. And we, we've touched on this a little bit already, but I know that you have a team of child development experts with whom you work and that you're really looking at research um, and what's suggested through empirical research. So what can you talk to the audience a little bit more about this? Yeah, we, you know, um, I think what's so exciting about um, um, 
our content development is just the a matter of um, uh, time and detail that our content authors went into developing um, uh, this video library. And we actually just had a meeting this week about the growing, um, how it, it, it just has to consistently be growing because we're, they're always uh, uh, seeing new, new ideas, new things that, that, um, that families can be doing with young children. And so um, it's, it's, um, they are uh, just an amazing team of, um, of experts who not only know a lot about child development and, and um, uh, uh, developmentally, developmentally appropriate practices, but they also know a lot about their content areas. In fact, we are um, expanding Ready Rosie up. Um, not only did we go down into infants, um, down the age level, but we expanded up. We're currently expanding up all the way um, into the elementary grades. And that's a whole new level of content knowledge um, when you start talking about things like um, fractions or um, uh, reading comprehension and um, um, advanced um, um, uh, literacy and, and science. And so we really sought out people who not only knew about children but really know um, what the fundamentals are of those concepts so that they, they could really think through those um, and back those up for, for our earliest learners. Okay. And how about how about feedback um, from the families, but also teachers? Um, what what do you what is what have they been saying? Well, you know, we this is one of my most exciting things to to talk about because we um, uh, we we do surveys with our families, online surveys, um, twice a year. Um, um, just for their comments, we ask them things like, you know, what's been their favorite Ready Rosie video? What, um, how have they seen a difference in their home as an adult and as a child? And 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 so we we actually do have a lot of um, anecdotal feedback um, from families and and teachers, and um, we have um, uh, such an it's been so um, rewarding to get that feedback um, uh, from them. Um, and, and like I said earlier in the show, we get feedback all the way from think, ways that Ready Rosie has helped them with um, uh, behavior or um, uh, managing uh, discipline with their child all the way to um, comments about um, seeing a, a difference in their, their child's skill level, um, seeing, seeing a difference in their own confidence as a parent and in their um, uh, ability to take advantage of learning opportunities in multiple um, situations. Um, and so we get a lot of that, um, um, that kind of feedback. We also get feedback. In fact, I was just in Reading, Pennsylvania, um, with a group of families um, who are um, first language Spanish speakers that uh, told me that they watched the videos in Spanish first, and then they watched the videos with, uh, excuse me, they watched the videos in English, and even reported that um, uh, that Ready Rosie has been an English language learning tool for themselves and for their children to um, see those words, like we were talking about earlier, like predict or measure, to see those words in their own language and then to see a video modeling that um, same concept in English. Um, mm-hmm. And then finally, one of my very favorite um, uh, responses and, and feedback that I hope just continues, We I hope we continue to, to see this elsewhere, but we had a group of families in Maine who um, actually started 
creating their own Ready Rosie videos. So they, as families, they enjoyed doing these Ready Rosie activities so much that um, they turned their mobile device to camera mode and, um, and started um, uh, charting or documenting their own Ready Rosie videos. And at first it started out as just um, a, a mimic of the ones that they had seen. So they were basically um, uh, doing uh, the, the, the video that they had just watched on video themselves. Um, but then they started creating their own Ready Rosie videos, which were just fabulous. And um, and that's actually the goal is that families, you know, watch and learn and it builds capacity and confidence in families so that they become their own uh, uh, creators of learning experiences every every day, everywhere. And um, and that that really is um, uh, the goal. So it was, it was neat to have that experience and to actually see those video responses from uh, those families in Maine. Um, so that's kind of a, a a wide range of the the feedback that that we're getting from um, teachers, families, and then of course um, we get uh, feedback from kids. Uh, and we didn't anticipate this from the beginning, but um, we actually have a lot of families that watch. Ready Rosie together as parent and child and then um, do the activity together. Um, but we really found that kids love watching other kids. And so they have that competitive nature to say, oh, I can do that better than that child. Or, oh, let's play that game. I'm going to have even more race cars and when we play the game or, or whatever, <laughs> whatever their um, response is. They want to have those interactions with their family. So the kids sometimes become – um, uh, gr- are the greatest advocates for their own learning and their own education by saying, you know, mom, you know, get off the phone, let's play a Ready Rosie game or, or whatever. And so um, we've gotten feedback from that kind of rich feedback from um, teachers and, of course, parents and then also children. Yeah, and the the kid that feedback I think is fairly powerful. <laughs> I was going to say yes, I could understand how um, the family's replic that family replicating your videos uh, would be rewarding to you in that imitation. They say is the sincere, most sincere form of flattery. But when you see how the children are embracing it and being motivated by it um, and entertained in an educational way by them, I think that's um, that's really fantastic. And how families are coming together and doing things as a unit, that's really um, nice, providing that opportunity to bond and do something constructive and productive and and fun. Um, So we're actually starting to wind down to the end of our chat, and we always love to end the show by asking our guests to tell us about their top five favorite facts for families. So that is... um, Emily, I guess your favorite advice that you love to give families, what could you share with us today? Well, I actually um, uh, have them right here. And and some of these, just like I started um, uh, talking about my own background, some of these come from things I've learned professionally from um, being a part of the creation of Ready Rosie. And then some of them are just like you asked in the question part of um, personally that I have. I'm now a mom of three, um, uh, uh, Rosie, uh, which is where the name Ready Rosie gets um, uh, came from, which in Rosie is six. I have um, uh, Frank, who is three, and I have Pearl, Elizabeth, who is um, one. So I'm kind of in that early childhood space on many levels. So um, I'm excited to to kind of list these um, uh, five thoughts, uh, both professionally and personally. But 
Um, I, I think the first would be that um, having smart kids does not mean that you need to buy flashcards, worksheets, or even educational toys, but um, having smart kids is far more about eye contact, um, human interaction, and um, uh, uh, great question asking and problem solving with, with children. Um, the second thing I would say is that um, uh, when thinking about teaching a child a concept or when, when you realize that your child um, uh, needs to work on something, that a lot of times in our tech age, um, the first thought we think is, oh, they don't know their letters. I need to download an app with letters. Or um, uh, they don't know their colors that well. I need to buy color flashcards. And so my second piece of advice or thought would be um, when you think of a skill that you want your child to learn, try human interaction first. And um, um, just last night we were working with my son on um, writing his name, and there's a ton of writing apps or a ton of writing workbooks that we could have bought. Um, but really it came down to, um, uh, you know, troubleshooting and, and just and just playing with markers and, and, and getting messy and having them try a bunch of different ways. And, um, and, and, and I think that's the, the, the first approach we should take when teaching our young children. Um, yeah, Emily, I'm going to jump in on that one because yes. I don't know your other three yet, but number two is my favorite <laughs> of yours. Um, <laughs> I love technology, um, but it, the bads come with the goods, so to speak, and that, yes, that human interaction, that real physical aspect of learning something is so much more important. Uh, I think we can get sucked in to using a lot of the technology and videos and apps, uh, and I think it's fine in a controlled and limited way. I'm really loath to use it with little kids and under two. I've I've seen a special um, apparatus to protect the iPad so infants and babies can use it, and it's it's. I was very alarmed, frankly. Um, I think parents could and should use it, but in sparing ways and, and only in emergencies <laughs> to keep kids safe and quiet. Um, but I just had to jump in there because I think that's so important in this age of wonderful technology, but can still um, cause some trouble down the line that we're we're really not fully sure about. So um, I'm going to hold my peace and let you continue on with your other three uh, <laughs> fantastic facts. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and I, as I'm reading all five of mine, they kind of all all have the same, I guess, underlying principle because um, my next one is states that um, uh, number three that most. Most school readiness, when we think about um, academic success and, and, and our kids being really ready to be successful in school, and most of those concepts can be taught um, uh, either by cooking in the kitchen, a box of blocks, um, toy cars, or even Barbies, <laughs> you know, any or dolls, I guess I should say. So, so um, the importance of playing with our children, most School readiness, um, even high-level um, academic concepts can be taught in the concept uh, in the context of play, and so it's hard. I I am I really struggle because I'm a, a accomplished things off my list um, kind of parent, and um, a lot of times I think when they ask me to play with them, I'm thinking, oh, I could be making dinner or doing a thousand other things, but I try and at least schedule fit in um, you know 15 to 30 minutes uh, each day to just just let my mind go and just get out the cars and play or, you know, mm -hmm. get out the blocks or the Legos and just play. So 
um, uh, that's my third point or my third um, uh, uh, listing. And the, the number four, and I struggle with this consistently, this is advice to myself, but um, um, that one of the most important things we can do in the area of school readiness is be be the person that we want our children to be. So if we want our children to be great readers, um, we need to be great readers. We need to model, and they need to see us reading, um, not just on our computer or phone, but they need to see us reading books and recipes and um, boxes for nutritional information and they need, and menus and, and all those kinds of things. So we want to um, model um, why education is so important, and they need to see that um, modeling in our life. They need to see us solving problems and um, uh, figuring out how long it's going to take to get to grandma's house and um, and as you do those things, to 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 let those come out verbally, <laughs> you know, not just calculate it in your own head um, of how to to change a recipe, but but verbalize how I'm how how you're doing that in your brain. So, kind of being that model um, is maybe more important than any activity or anything we can do. And um, my last piece of advice is an um, an unashamed plug for Ready Rosie, and it's just. Use Ready Rosie if you can, and advocate it for um, for your community because um, it's changed my own family's life, um, and both the way I parent, the way my husband parents, um, but then we're we're now seeing um, the benefit and the way it's changing other families too. So, um, number five is just a a, a plug for for um, uh, using Ready Rosie as a parent and with your child. Those are fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Again, everyone, it's, this is um, Emily Roden, who's our guest today, and she's one of the co-founders of Ready Rosie. Um, actually, on our website for the show, you can find the readyrosie.com website. You can access the link there, and I will put it up on the kidsa2z.com website as well. So it will be on the Blog Talk radio site and our standalone site for the show. And anytime parents and caregivers or any audience members, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, if you have topics you'd like us to address on the show, you can send us information and um, at info at kidsa2z.com. That's info at kidsa2z.com. We welcome your questions and suggestions, as I said. You can also follow us on Facebook, um, and you can just Google um, or search for Kids A to Z on Facebook, and also you can follow us on Twitter, and by that you can um, just go to at Dr. Teresa and you can find me, and I post lots of the things we cover on the show, and I've been posting about Ready Rosie, so there will be references there as well. But um, I guess that's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and we hope to see you soon.